G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Support a healthy gut with the Metamucil Ranger Chemist Warehouse, now starting from 1869. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. past 6am on your Friday. Welcome to the weekend, nearly 12th of August. And boy, oh boy, was it fresh around the country this morning. Heading into a very big and crucial weekend for a couple of key figures in New Zealand sport in particular. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Do we have a show to reflect that? Kempi, it's you and me today. Uh, Izzy is stranded in Fiji, never coming home. <laughs> He'd be loving it over there, mate. His flight being delayed on Saturdays. Thinks he might might get out a couple of days later. Who knows, mate? But um, put your feet up, son. Enjoy yourself. Has anybody actually checked the Air New Zealand website? No. <laughs> just be having us on here. And fair play too. Um, it's freezing, and I'm sure it's cold down there at Dagville. Whoa! What do we have today? Well, after eight o'clock, I'm looking forward to this. Kevin Putt, Putty. People remember Kevin Putt from um, back in the 90s playing actually for South Africa. A Kiwi, though, born down in Cambridge, spent a long time playing in South Africa, understands the Springbok psyche better than any other rugby pundit in New Zealand, I'd say. And that'll be excellent to catch up with him because what did you say earlier in the week? Search and destroy. Yeah, well, I reckon that's probably the South Africans' theme this week to really put a nail on... The All Blacks coffin. Um, yep, it's going to be interesting. Couple of sleeps left before the black uh, machine rolls out again up at Alice Park and Joburg. And you know, I'm looking. I don't know about you, uh, Louis, but I'm actually looking forward to it. I think uh, backs against the wall. There's nothing better uh, when you're watching a team with their backs against the wall. And hopefully, our team can get it done. Glued against the wall. The backs are glued against the wall at the moment. There's this. There's so much riding on this game. Uh, we've kind of been waiting to get to this point, but it kind of feels like it's all here. And we've got a great question around music for you coming up in our Choices Forum poll. What we're going to do throughout the morning, and you can start your messages coming in now if you want, but what we're going to do throughout the morning is let us paint you a picture. You're arriving to the game. You're on the All Blacks team bus. 
everybody knows the enormity. You've had the captain's run. The words have been ringing through your ears. What's playing in your headphones? If you could choose one song to be coursing through the every All Blacks headphones on that bus, what would it be to prepare them for this historic match? And we've got some nominations we're going to lob out in the Choices Flooring poll, but you're going to hear some music throughout the morning today that could be that song. That could be that song that would be playing out just to rally them, to get everybody galvanised and prepare them for what will be a tough and uh, for a test match that, again, stakes couldn't really be higher. So looking forward to that. Kempi, you're going to go off the back fence on the All Blacks. We'll catch up with Emily Brown and our Waikato Stud Racing Preview. Uh, Sparta Racing, they've moved from Cambridge to Melbourne. I think they're at Cranbourne over there. And Elephant is back at the races this weekend. And Harry Simeo to talk some English Premier League as well out of seven. So busy show, including the Friday Tipple and all of your Friday regulars. Have you seen the, the, the All Blacks team they've named, Kempi? I have. I have. Uh, yeah, look, I, I think the main part um, that's probably needed is the change at number 10. So Richie Mwonga, we saw what he could do. We spoke about it yesterday in the final against the, the Blues. I know we're talking totally different games here. We, we step up at the, at the international level. But I'm hoping that he can release the... You know, I think they're quite exciting you know, outside backs, but they just haven't been able to, to sort of get enough ball and, and be released in some open spaces. And we saw what he could do with his Canterbury Crusader outside backs, and hopefully he can do the same with the All Blacks. Yes, so Richie Mwonga takes the, takes the starting side. Uh, if you're just waking up this morning, so Tyrell Lomax and Ethan DeGroote, front row changes. So, wow. Talking about a young and an experienced front row starting a test match at Alice Park. What a challenge, though. Samasoni Takiaho, Ethan DeGroote, and Tyrell Lomax. What a challenge. I mean, we've heard all about Jason Ryan, haven't we? Mm. If anybody can get these young men up for it, apparently it's got to be him. Yeah. Look, I'm, and I think with... I, look, I I watched Ethan DeGroote sort of this year and just the way he's got that, that swagger about him when he's out there, which is what you need against... I don't know, you know, I don't know if the, the, all, um, the South Africans... You can match them man for man across the board at the moment, but you do need someone with a bit of swagger in the team that's going to challenge them, and, and Ethan DeGroote will do that. Um, Lomax, well, I know his dad really well. I, I'd like to be a fly on the wall having that conversation, saying, hey, son, like here's your opportunity, and these are the games that you actually really want to want to stand up and, and make a name for yourself because that's what Johnny did, you know. So um, he'll be he'll be ready. He'll be ready to take it to them. And yeah, the the big one though, and we know this is Richie Mwanga at ten. You know, if if Richie can unleash some spark and ignite our team, mate, we're a different side. I thought the Shannon Frazell selection was actually a bit uninspired, to be honest. Um, I can't remember yesterday. Did you have Shannon Frazell starting? No, I, I, I'd thrown um, Barrett Scotty Barrett back out onto the the number oh. six jersey and the number six jumper. Sorry, look at that. It's James McConey on the crowd goes wild, holding up Luke Jacobson's shirt while he's flexing his muscles. <laughs> you love Luke Jacobson, eh? I, I don't even love Luke Jacobson. Like, he's a Vicato player. I don't want to love Luke Jacobson. He's so good, Kimpy. He's so good. It's so frustrating. It's so triggering for me. Um, yeah, look, the the Shannon Frizzell one, I mean... I don't think Akeda or Shannon were going to get the job done. I wanted them to do something a bit different. That's why I said, why not try Dalton? Like, why not? Or, or lots of people wanted Scott Barrett to be moved back to blindside and try something in the locking department there. I just, 
I feel like Shannon Frizzell has had his time, and if there was somebody to turn the All Blacks' favours, you're not going to find it in Shannon Frizzell. And I mean, I would love to be proved wrong, but that's just my take on it. Well, that's that's up to Shannon, isn't he, to come out and and really, you know, show people what he can do. Oh, look, I totally agree with you. I, th- I think you know, not having Bodie in the side, Retallick was really challenged the, the selections in and around that locking that that especially blindside. Um, position because if Brodie Retallick was was available, I think Scotty Barrett just slipped straight back into that number six jumper uh, after we seen what he could do when he was there, put there in the first test against the Irish. So I completely agree, Hinky. Um, you know, but that's that's the I guess the you know the nature of of football is that you're playing with injuries all the time, and we're we're lucky that we've still got Bodie on the bench. You know, um, we have got. I, I still think we've got the talent to win the game. I just don't know whether we've got the the structure to win it. Exactly. How can they turn that around in a week? It mm. seems like it's a bit more systemic than that. Other interesting points. Look, I, I think Geordie Barrett really needs a game, like a game and a big one. He's he's retained his fullback spot. Lots of people, lots of pressure for Will Jordan to to pick that up. We've got so much outside back talent. If Will Jordan picked that up, it would free up a wing spot. So there's lots of reasons why Geordie Barrett needs to perform really well. Uh, Aaron Smith. Well, well, it was interesting because you know a couple of commentators came out. Tony Johnson and said the same thing we were saying yesterday morning. You know, this is the last. It feels sacrilegious to say, and he he phrased it far more eloquently than us. Of course, he did. <laughs> but that's exactly what we were trying to express, wasn't it? Yeah, look, um, and I think so. And I think probably you know, as it probably knows it himself too, that you know he's got to perform. He, yeah, you got to you got to remember he's played hundreds of Test matches and and been the best halfback in the world. Um, and you do come to these stages in your career. So he'd know the challenge ahead, and I'm just hoping he can perform as well. Me too. And I think he's still got plenty more to give, so I'm not too worried about that. Uh, Text coming in straight away. Metallica, one. I'm on my way from misery to happiness today. Uh Uh-huh, 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 (laughs) uh-huh. Proclaim as Kevin and Tisarangi. Yes, so throughout the morning we're going to be taking your song selections and we'll play a variety of them. And we've got some as well that we're going to put in our choices for in poll. What would you be playing in the dressing room? What would you have going through the headphones on the team bus to get everybody up for this game? I'm looking forward to having that conversation with you. Some very sombre news though yesterday, Kempe. Uh, Paul Green, mm, a huge it. contributor as a player and then a coach to the NRL throughout decades really. Not even 50 Dying suddenly at his home in Queensland. In Queensland, yeah, it was a it was a really um, a sad text to get from you yesterday afternoon. I was I was thinking you were talking or hoping you were talking about someone else, but um, yeah, Greeny passing away yesterday uh, afternoon was a really sad uh, moment to 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 sort of you know on the back of Taiki this week. Um, you know, you don't want to hear any more about that sort of stuff this week. But you know, premiership winning coach. Coach of origin, great player at Cronulla. Um, yeah, I don't know him really well. I do know Greeny, um, but not as to, to call him a, a dead-set friend. But everyone that's talking about Greeny at the moment has got nothing but good things to say with him and, and a sad day for Queensland. Was he playing and Australian in Rugby Europe? League. Yeah, he was. He was playing and he was a good, decent halfback too. Um, so, yeah, no, there'll be a lot of blokes, you know, hurting today um, all around all around the, the competition um, because he played and coached in it. And, uh, yeah, I just sent in, again, our heart, our heartfelt condolences out to everyone involved. 
I don't know if it's always like this. I don't think it is, but especially in Australian well, in New Zealand sport recently, but the Shane Warne, um, Roy Andrew Simmons, Simons, um, Rob Marsh, Paul Green, just seem to be having a yeah, Taiki Anagata this week. Seems to be on a torrid run, but it probably there's always, I understand how life works, so there's always probably somebody mourning and feeling it, Kempe, but it just feels like an Australian sport. They've just had a real spate of them, which has been mm. quite awkward and terrible, really. So Paul Green, the Cowboys, well, that's the thing, the Cowboys having the season, you know, they moved on from Paul Green and found a coach who we had here, Todd Behaton, who has been able to kind of do Paul Green-esque things as far as inspiring and coming up with a game plan. And you hope this doesn't rattle their organisation too much. No, and I and I don't think it will. If anything, it'll it'll give them some um, some dead set resilience because uh, they will be talking a lot about what they did. In, I think it was two thousand and fifteen. They won that that competition. It was a great game too. Um, when they won that, when JT, I, yeah, JT hit the post on the the final play of the game and then kicked the field goal to win it. Yeah. Uh, Nobody wanted the Broncos to win that night. No, it's a, mate. Ben Nobody. Hunt, ben Hunt drops their ball from the kickoff. Uh, you know, like, there's there's enough there, I, I think, for them to to call on you know um, some motivation from what, what <coughs> excuse me, what Granny's done in the past. So yeah, look, you, again, you just get lost for words. You know, when when something like that happens, it's just a really really sad day. Yep. Here, loud and clear there, Kimpy. Um, well, thoughts are with everybody in that organisation and, and over there. The, the replay's just come up on the TV, but you heard it here on SCNZ last night. Hilliard for the second, nine seconds to play. Second one misses, Schneider, rebound. They've got to go, the Tuatara. The Schneider man inside to low, makes it. Baseline ball, baseline ball. They bring it in, they go after the steal, they get it low, outside, oh. three-point shot. Oh! Tied up. How about that? We are tied up. 91 apiece. Stop it, Roblo. Stop it. How did that happen? (laughs) How did did that happen? (laughs) Oh, Kimpy, Kimpy, Kimpy. That's my ears gone. (laughs) Kimpy, Kimpy, Kimpy. Overtime it goes. The Tuatara. Dale Budge, Regan Wood, the Tuatara. Tara. The Good baseball you, team. The baseball team. 107, 104. Um, gee whiz. I, and, and it's a choke. It's a genuine choke as well from the ears. I mean, you'll be waking up so gutted today if you were them. They had it. They were up. They were going to go up nine. What would that be? No, they were going to go up seven if they hit two free throws. Couldn't have, couldn't have lost. Seven, seven points, nine seconds, can't lose. All of a sudden, they're only up five. Layup, no defense. Inbound, throw it away. And what about the three points? So it goes off the backboard. Bank. He, whack, he whacks it off the low wax. It, he just throws it up. Hail Mary hits the backboard, goes in. Late night banking on Thursdays. That's what happens. Unbelievable. Late, I used to love late night Thursdays. <laughs> <laughs> in the malls. There you go. Rob Lowe, who actually filled the stat sheet as well, uh, went off at about 28 points, I think. And I can't wait for tonight. I'm going Nuggets, Giants. Any Giants fans? 
Sorry, boys. Sorry, girls. Nuggets are going to go to the final and play the uh, the Tuatara. I can feel what it. What a story if the Nuggets go through and actually win it. Wow. Well, self-assured one. Yeah, well, that's right. What a the race. What a year. Oh. I did think you when I saw that result because you were you were just starting to really starting to climb into the years. I was. I was. You were starting to kind of put the when I did my when I did my rounds this morning of uh, all the you know obviously all the news and mate I knew it I knew it as soon as I seen that I went I'm gonna cop it when I get in here this morning and uh, then I saw the replay and went how did you lose that seriously yeah seriously Would long that- trip home. Long trip home after losing something you basically had bagged with six seconds to go. Also, didn't even get to play in front of their the finals in front of their. Well, but what about that? That's, look, I started thinking about that. And what about the, the Tuatara and Budgie? Them like over the moon. Every every final game for them is a home game, and now they're in the final. Yeah, and it's actually their <laughs> home game. And they're a baseball team. <laughs> somebody says what a story. Somebody says Razor's breakdance chant. Who? Hey, raise a ray. Oh, ah, raise a ray. Um, <laughs> you imagine playing that in the shed before you run out? So good to know Izzy's awake in yeah. Fiji and texting into the show. 19 minutes past six o'clock. Uh, gee whiz, there's, there's plenty, there is plenty going on. I can't wait to get to the basketball tonight. We'll talk some racing. We'll try to lob a couple of tips out. It's been a busy... Don't forget w- Warriors are on tonight too. Yeah. It's the Bulldogs. So SENZ, me and Sammy... Hewitt, along with Pip Morris, are calling the game out of uh, Mount Smart. Looking forward to it. I actually think, mate, and I, I talked to a good mate of mine who's Warriors 2 to do and said, mate, I actually got a good feeling. I think they get this one because they have been playing well at home. Can't wait question of the day. Well, Kempi, it's like you read my mind. This is an easy one. Who's more likely to win, the Warriors or the All Blacks? 0800-150-811-8833, the Kennard's High phone line. Can't wait question of the day today to start your Friday. Who is more chance to win this weekend? The Warriors at home, the All Blacks at Alice Park. I know, because Izzy's not here, we're allowed to compare the two. Come through. 0800-150-811. Bring your reasoning as well. Let's start it. Busy Friday ahead. Kickstart us. Get on the show. Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. up to Alice Park steely looks of determination to your left and your right a gaze from Sam Whitelock towards the adoring crowd Springboks fans slapping the side of the bus Sam Kane stands up looks back at his All Blacks comrades and says boys this is the last dance <laughs> We're asking you, what song would it be coursing through the headphones of the All Blacks as they get off the bus this morning? What the Parsons Project um, obviously came back to f- serious fame during the last dance, the Michael Jordan uh, Chicago Bulls documentary, but in its own right. 
What a tune! Send your nominations through on double eight double three. Can't wait question of the day, Kempi, was who is more likely to get the win, the Warriors or the All Blacks? Here with Kemper's Warehouse, great savings every day. Tim, you're in Christchurch. What do you have? The Wawa's have got more chance than the ABs. It pains me to say that, but you know, yeah. when you've got a coach that uh, when you've got a coach that says that's our most improved performance of the year, and I struggle to see anything that, yeah, I mean, there's maybe there's little gains, but I wouldn't call that much of an improvement. I still think we're going backwards compared to everybody else, and and I think the the South Africans are going to be even better this week at Alice Park. Kimpy, I find it very hard to disagree with Tim. No, Tim, do you like the changes? Uh, I do like the changes. I think Shannon Frizzell is that big body that we, we've we been begging for in the loose forwards, but, you know, I, I just can't see... I mean, I, I can't see what Geordie Barrett offers at fullback that he doesn't offer at wing, you know, and, and why wouldn't you put the world's best fullback at fullback, you know? And, and that's just been the theme of Foster's reign, isn't it, you know? Play, trying to play people out of position, and I think you guys have touched on it before. Rico, Rico Ioane will be one day, will be a great centre, but he's not there yet, and you've got a guy like Jack Goodhue who... Bosses that midfield, stops people getting through, and organises defences, and he's uh, riding the pine. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with Jack Goodyear. Uh, something tells me, Tim, unscientifically, that it, it's it's injury related or there's something else going on. Appreciate you, cool there, Mark. What do you have for us, mate? Well, they are. They're both a fifty-fifty chance of winning, aren't they? It's only a two-horse race each game, but um, as far as the Warriors go, I. If they could all play with the heart and passion of um, DWZ, you know, that'd be a winning chance every week. Mm. Yeah, um, I had Sammy Hewitt tell me that on on uh, on running it straight on Wednesday about uh, Dallin and and just the way that he throws himself in the lines. You did right. I'm I'm actually expecting Mark them to to actually pull their finger out this week and all put an effort. Yeah. I, look, honestly, both of them are as rough as hell, but um, I like the the Warriors slightly over the All Blacks. I like the All Blacks putting Richie in at um, first five. You know, both his brothers, his older brothers, are, are both league players, or were both league players. I think Tonga, the oldest one, still playing over in Aussie somewhere. But, um, you know, he, he, he grew up... That People have always been on about his defence, but, you know, like I can remember when... Uh, when the brothers were playing league and that, and, and like Richie running around on the sidelines, he's at all the league games that that the that the boys, his brothers played and that, and uh, he could tackle. He he's always been able to tackle. He never shies away, you know. Like he's the smallest of the of the of the three of them, you know. And, and yeah, I, I yeah, I just think um, Warriors maybe. But yeah. you got to remember what what the Bulldogs done to South when they played South. They put put like 20 or 30 points on South. Yeah, Mark. You know, and they, they were winning. Yeah. It's a, that's a good point. And, and I know probably too much gets made, in my opinion, too much gets made of Richie Wong's defence. I think Mark's right. He actually always does front up. It's just he's small. Mm. You just He just can't actually stop guys in their tracks. But he doesn't miss tackles, Kimpy. Yeah, well, look, if I was the defensive coach, I'd be talking about people around him. And I'd be saying, you know, don't worry, uh, Richie, about... Um, people coming at you, you just make sure that you hold them up or you get yourself your body in the in the position there and all the people around you are coming to help you, you know what I mean? So that's what that's what he needs. He needs that confidence. Very quickly, and we're going to come back to Joe on the other side of Aroha's news. Very quickly, Warriors, All Blacks? Oh, Warriors, yeah. I'm, I think the Warriors got a better chance than the All Blacks this weekend. 
100%. All right, here's the news with Aroha for Commodity that we're shaping and building New Zealand. Joe, you're coming up after this. Uh, somebody says ACDC, TNT, yep, and Fozzie's song for the week should be the final countdown. So what you want? I want bourbon. Yeah, I don't think they'll be playing this on the team bus or in the change rooms beforehand, but maybe if things don't go right, this is what they'll be playing. Kempi trying to... Maybe the ears played that before they went out on the court last night. (laughs) (laughs) Bourbon, one scotch, one beer. Alrighty, let's head down to Gizzy and catch up with our man Joe. Warriors, All Blacks, neither, both. Joe, what do you got? Morning, boys. Listen, I've had to go into my... uh going deep into my statistics. Now, we, 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 the Warrior family, have a 60% winning record at Mount Smart. We, the All Blacks, have lost four from 13 with a 23% winning rate. So I'm going to rely on statistics this week that our <laughs> mighty Warriors are going to come what's home you, for us. What's your heart now, telling now, you, though, up, Joe? Now, Don't give us the statistics, mate. No, no, hey, I'm not, hey, I'm not finished yet, Louis. I'm not finished. The heart tells me, right, that they might both lose. But the head tells me, right, we will both win. So, and you want to go with a team song? Let's kick up some Eminem Lose Yourself on the bus on the way there. All right? You fire that sucker up. And if you haven't got any mustard getting up in yourself on on your way to the game, (laughs) get off the bus halfway to the ground, eh? All right? I like that one, Joe. But boys, we're warriors hard, and we're warriors. Are, warriors are taking it against. Warriors are taking against the bulldogs this weekend. Are I've you coming it, up, Joe? All day long. No, we got a bit of COVID in the Fano, so our bus is parked up. Unfortunately, our driver, he's uh, he's parked up, so our tickets are sitting there. But uh, we're coming to the next one. Good man. So we're we're yep we're warriors hard, and that's how I come to. But um, I'm actually off to Aussie next week, and I'm going to watch. Brisbane Storm uh, up there at Suncorp with uh, the brother-in-law who used to play for the Roosters. And uh, I think it's going to be a magic game after the Storm got up last night over Penrith. Yeah, good game. What, so, what about Brendan Smith, Troy? Oh, mate. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, B Smith. B Smith is going to be an absolute addition to the Roosters because considering, you know, if they can start getting everything together, he just walls through Penrith. Unbelievable! Look like it, it looks like a different team without those halves. Mm. But let's hope, let's hope we can reverse and have that form for us to get a bit of aroha in our team and a bit of mongrel, and let's get up the Warriors. But let's get up the All Blacks. Love the changes. But uh, last week they looked like a bunch of guys at lunchtime football playing a bit of football, chucking the ball to each other. No one knew who was doing what. Let's hope this weekend our uh, our partnerships. Uh, and we've got a bit more cohesion in our team. And let's hope we can actually look like a footy team that's not going to give up ridiculous tries and penalties over there at Alice Park. Got you loud and clear, Joe. Let's chat to you tomorrow for a moral, eh? Um, there you go. It's Joe from Gizzy. Just one of, one of the highlights of my day every day. We get him um, through Kempe. And, yeah, there you go. You you did mention to me Brandon Smith scored an absolute ding-dong last absolute night. Absolute belter, mate. Ran through... Oh. He got the ball, he moved to, moved to the back of the scrum, got the ball, just, mate, one off the ruck and did, you know, that little side run that he that he does and strained up and went whack straight through, stepped the fullback. Now, it's on his, it's on his reel. 
by by the end of the year, it's a hundred meter try. It's one of those ones. Ah, it grows and grows and grows. Yeah. Love it. Um, hi, hi guys. Come on, my dogs will beat the Waz easy. Come on, mighty bulldogs. Gary from they Wanganui. got a massive following back here too in New Zealand. Yeah, they yeah. do. But you're right, actually. Remember when they won their? Well, they don't call it a flag in NRL, do they? The Premiership ring. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. Rings. They've won. A, they've won plenty, mate. They won one recent in what 2014. Oh, with Sonny Bill Williams. Yeah, that was the. Well, no, I think. Oh, it did was they lose in the that. final and with James Graham final? They lost. In that, they lost in that final in South Sydney. I was at that one. That's when uh, the first carry of the ball. Big Sammy Burgess broke, broke his, cheekbone. his cheekbone. First tackle, Graham got him. I think it was. I think it actually was James Graham got him. Um, broke his cheekbone. Played the whole game. It was a good, good game. Bully, oh. Bully Luke got suspended the week before. That's where Upi Curacao hit the scene, and now is doing wonders with Penrith. Yes, excellent. Uh, it'll be interesting to see the All Blacks on Saturday with this altitude in the last thirty minutes. It's always hell up there. So let's see, Kevin. Yeah. Oh. We'll talk and to that's Kevin, the other thing. We'll talk to Kevin Putt about that, mm. about the altitude factor. Note that down, Kimby. Put that in your put that in your notes because it's hard to replicate. And if you haven't, Kevin Putt, altitude. What's it like? Can they breathe? And that is how we do our research here. Is in Kimby for breakfast. Uh, Twenty two away from seven. <laughs> Love racing. Nz. Your home for everything. Thoroughbred racing. Go do your form. Uh, they're racing at a he- on a heavy ten at Woodville today. Tomorrow it's the last day of the Grand National Carnival down there at Rickerton. West Coast is the short favourite in the steeples. Uh, I actually have one or two. I don't mind. How about I lob one out early? I'll lob one out for you early because I'm going to be here on the mail run tomorrow. So I don't want to give up all my mail. The last at Rickerton, the Get Out Stakes, is a horse called FaceTime. And when I got, sorry, when Lisa Allpress got trapped to, next to me on that plane on the way back from New Plymouth, mm. she was telling me about this horse FaceTime that she was excited to ride. It's from North Island, been down, joined the Terry Ray Stables, and it's actually run two nice races since it's been in the South Island. I think it's 6.50, and the last is gets its, it's chance. Worth, worth a dabble. It's worth a dabble each way, all day. Lisa Allpress, LA, a Bay. Some of these song selections. They're great. (laughs) Loser by Beck. I'm a loser, baby. Why don't you kill me? There's some really bleak ones on here. Yeah. Joe, put a list together, mate. Make sure we've got a Spotify list of all these songs. And when we say, Joe, pop, you know what pop means now? I do, yeah. It means Dane Rumble. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it does. It does, that's right. Okay. Lads, I reckon the song would be Triple H, it's time to play the game. Mark, yeah, don't mind that, Mark, at all. And Kimpy, I'm a Nuggets fan. It seems crazy that after such a big basketball season it, season, it ends up being in one team getting home advantage. Wouldn't sold-out home and away stadiums be the league's best interest? And to be fair, both teams should be played on the same night so they both get the same rest. Go Nuggets, Jamie. Yeah, look, Jamie, we spoke to Justin Nelson the other morning. It all seemed to make sense. But upon a little bit more reflection, I think you might be onto something. And it, the stadium not being sold out is a bit of a shame because then it's, you can't really say, well, we're here because the crowd's here. Because last night and on Wednesday, they didn't get a massive crowd. So they'll be hoping like hell, Kimpy, it's sold out tonight and tomorrow. Oh, look, I, I think, um, well, I'll go close to getting a bigger crowd now that uh, the Tuatara have gone through. But I think you'll, you'll hear a little bit more about that home ground advantage. Like if you play, you know, that's the thing about when you're at the top of the table, you should get some benefit of being at the top. Now, to come up here and play those... And I understand what uh, Justin was saying. Like it was around sponsorships, and of mm. course everything was here in Auckland, and it made sense. 
But from a playing perspective, you want to play, if you if you play all season and get into that position, you want to play in front of your home crowd. What I would say is I reckon this league goes strength to strength, right? This season, how, the, oh, the new salary really cap, good. epic. Yeah, So really good. they're going to build on it next year. They'll be able to remedy some of the stuff. Yeah, and I, and I think you know the first year you give them that leeway because they look they've done wonders this year with that competition. Well, the revamp, yeah, completely agree. You know, it's it's basketball is on the tip of everyone's lips at the moment. So I I think you will get in the review around teams like the Taranaki years that got knocked out because they had to come up to to um, Tamaki to play in their semi when they should have been playing at home is one of the issues that they need to fix next year. Kempi, you've got big shoes to follow here. 0800 150 811. Yesterday, Ian Smith was the quiz master, the oh, Smith mate, master. how good. I was listening. Smithy <laughs> was on fire. Quizzy Dag is up. 0800 He is brutal, mate. He's Smitty. We want to get you to the Gold Coast 500 with Willem and Travel. We've only got a couple of weeks to get you in the draw yet, so come through. 0800 150 You win, you go in the draw. Come see the Kemp master. 20% off the Dominate range of hairstyling products, but only at Chemist Warehouse. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepaid plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. Questions on your radio, giving you the chance to head to the Gold Coast. Five questions for the win. Supercars on the line. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. Your mind. It's Quizzy Dag, give it a go. It's Quizzy Dag, now don't you choke. It's Quizzy Dag, who knows the most. It's Quizzy Dag, we're going to the go go. <laughs> Would you play that on the team bus, trying to prepare you for the All Blacks battle? I want to, I'd play the Izzy Dag, I'd play the Izzy Dag one too. Mate, he'd get the go. I'm saying that every morning. Gets me going. Oh, 100% it gets you going. We've got a $50 TV bonus bet for this quiz, but we've also got a $50 TV bonus bet for your best song suggestion to play through the All Blacks headphones to get them ready for this test. So keep those coming in, all right? We're, we're giving away dub 50s. Let's go, Kimby. Yeah, let's go. Okay, we'll go straight into it. We're going to Craig and Tauranga. Morning, Craig, how are you? Oh, morning. Good. How you doing? Yeah, good, mate. Good. If you don't get the first one, all right, then you get a, you got to go and do some fishing, go and buy a big snapper and give yourself a slap with it. Okay? So here's the first one. <laughs> well, who's, I'm on a, uh, okay, go on. Who's, who's starting at 10 for the All Blacks this weekend? Oh, Moonga. There you go. You saved, saved yourself a slap. Right, I did get the first one. That's good. That's a start. <laughs> Question number two, which sales NBL team does Rob Lowe play for? Uh, Tuatara. Oh, very, very prehistoric is. of you, Craig. Now, this one, I don't I don't reckon anyone's going to get this one. Which year did Paul Green win the Rothmans medal? 
Um, I don't even know what the Rossman's middle is. Well, um, top top of the top player in the NRL, basically. It's uh, daily daily M's now they call it. Back back in the days of my day, ninety ninety something. Nineteen ninety something. Okay. Oh, well, that helps a bit. Um, I just about said it too. Ninety-eight. Ooh, no cigar. Thanks, mate. Talk again soon. We're gonna go to Richie in Upper Hutt. Hey, Kim Pete. Morning, Richie. What year did uh, our mate win the ninety-nine? 90 something Rothman's <laughs> medal. <laughs> oh, okay. I guess I've got another nine options to go. We'll go 92. Oh. Told you, Kiz. I told you that was a good question. Oh, here we go. Sorry about that, Richie. Hey, let's go to Lammy and P. Naughty. Hey, oh, Lammy. Morning, uh, oh, morning uh, Kippy and uh, Louis. Morning, hey, morning. Lammy. You might know this one. <laughs> What year? Oh. Did, what year did uh, Craig Green win the Rothmans Medal? Paul, Paul Green, sorry. Ninety nine. Lammy. Sorry, Lammy, you'll have to phone up again, mate. Not sweet like a Lavington this time, buddy. No, we're not. We're going to Hune and Christchurch. John, good morning. You know, Kimpy, it's ninety five, mate. I just read it before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On Google, sure. Nice. <laughs> oh. Okay, let's go to the uh, the fourth question. How many points did Melbourne Storm put on the scoreless Panthers last night? One's obviously zero. There you go. And to get in the draw, which MLS, Major League Soccer team, in the United States League, does David Beckham own? That's the one he played for. Oh. Yeah. That's the one he played for. Sorry about that. No. No cigar with that one. We're going to Mike in Christchurch. Morning, Mike. You there, Mike? Mike is gone. Let's go to Brenton. Okay, Brenton. You there, mate? Oh, mate, you timed it. What about your timing? I might have timed it well. I might have timed it well. It's not like my Panthers last night, but that's okay. Oh, good man. Don't go the early crow here, Brenton. You're still going to answer it, buddy. There we go. Which Major League Soccer team in the United States does the one and only David Beckham own? I'm pretty sure it's into Miami. <laughs> you turn it up, Brenton. Well done, mate. Congratulations. That puts you on equal footing with Ed and Brett in the draw 18 times each. So uh, we'll hook you up with a little fitty bonus bet. Kez is doing that now. Thanks to Willem and Travel, somebody is going to the Gold Coast 500 to see Giz and the lads tear it up over there. Who's it going to be? Well, the drawer is actually not that far away now, so play Quizzy Dag every morning, quarter to seven on 0800 1508 to leave in a couple more of your texts here after this to wrap up the seven o'clock hour, six o'clock hour. Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Come on.
What we got here, Kempi? This is you on the bus with all the lads? Yeah, mate, this is what I'd have planned in my ears. Bit of LL Cool J. Wrapping it out. Mama's gonna knock you out. Oh. Oh yeah, I can get that. That's yeah, just oh yeah, that's a, that's a total vibe. Uh, keep your <laughs> messages coming through. What do you want the All Blacks to be listening to? Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. Plan B: Stay too long. Pre-game pump up. Thunderstruck says Simo. Don't cry for me, Argentina. My song Rob Bailey and the Hustle Stand of What I Live for. Warriors by Two says Richie. There you go. I'm enjoying this. Let's keep it going into the next hour. I got a $50 TAB bonus bet. What is your pump up song for the Sheds pregame for the ABs? Well, ask Harry Simeo, eh? Talking a bit of EPL up after this. Off to get ourselves some McCafes. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota together with Shaping and Building New Zealand. Can you believe the Tuatara bet the ears? Support a healthy gut with the Metamucil range at Chemist Warehouse, now starting from 1869. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. CNZ, four minutes past seven o'clock on your Friday, 12th of August. Great to have you listening into SCNZ this morning. A massive weekend of sport upcoming. The All Blacks and maybe a historic and more pressured... Well, not. I wouldn't say that this is the most pressure the All Blacks have ever been under, but it's probably the most pressure an All Blacks coach has ever been under. So, Kempe, Sunday morning at 3 a.m., They've made four changes. Richie Wong is going to be starting at first five. Shannon Frizzell comes on to the blind side. Tyrell Lomax, Ethan DeGroote in the front row. Do you think the team is closer to the point? Well, yeah. Oh, look, I think the, the I've said it this morning. I think uh, Richie Wong at 10 can actually get them ignited out the back. The two boys up front can probably, you know, cause a little bit of a headache um, along with Simasoni at hooker. So, um, altitude. Gonna need to talk about putty about that. Yeah, mate, I'm not beam, beaming with confidence. Mm. Kevin put up after eight o'clock. We will ask him about that. Harry Simeo out of the UK in just a minute to talk some Premier League. Oh yeah, how good to have the EPL back in action. We'll talk to Emily Brown out of her Melbourne, New Melbourne base, Cranbourne, Victorian base there for. Sparta racing her and David and the kids moved over from New Zealand, took their star horse Elephant with them. We'll talk to them about Elephant's chance this weekend. Here's a bit of breaking news. The NBA will permanently retire Bill Russell's number six. Oh, that's, yeah, well done. I'm just looking at the NBA up here on, on one of the tellies here and 
wondering too, you know, like they, they talk about their trade seasons and all that, put everyone's salaries up there for everyone to see. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really good idea. Yeah, that's right. That's why it's look, it creates a completely different element for the fans. And uh, yeah, I've, I've wondered for years why we don't have public salaries. And Well, yeah. we've got a salary cap, haven't we? We've got a salary cap and... I guess it's the same in, in most sports and, you know, especially in the NRL, I reckon it'd be great. Create a trade window, put your salary caps up and, and give the public a chance to, you know, play some games and move players left, right and centre. Work out who's best where. I find it hard to disagree, Kempe. Game one in the English Premier League, game one week, and it was, oh, not disappointing to say the least. Fresh signings, starring on debut, newly promoted clubs, stopping the top four, and well, Izzy's Manchester United in their same old tricks. Just terrible. So, <laughs> Harry Simeo is a good friend of the show. It's been a long, hot summer for Harry because are you still rocking that beard, Harry? I can't imagine it's very conducive to the heat you've had up in the UK. It's so good to have you back on. It must be Premier League season. We're stoked to have you dialing into the, uh, into the show for another season. How are you doing, friend? All good, my friend. All good. I must admit, I had to trim the bid down a little bit in the last few weeks because it did just get a little bit too much. But I can't get rid of it completely. I, I look like a miner when I do, so it's probably best that I leave something. <laughs> Kimpy can relate. He's got a print. You've got the princess dye. Yeah, mate. Yeah, just say so you know. I I shaved this little beard. I had a little goatee. I shaved it. I was in Birmingham one night, and it was this, unfortunately the night princess dye died. So. I, I've shaved it into a little chin bit of fluff, and I've left it on ever since that day, mate. The boys give me grief about it. So I know what you mean about that. Um, mate, it's hot up there. I was talking to my nephew yesterday up in the UK. What, what's that, How's that affecting the, the start of the competition with that heat that's going on up there? Yeah, it's been really, really hot, more than it normally is here in the UK. We're always moaning. British people are famous for moaning about the weather and it being bad. But the problem is when it's this hot, everybody's moaning again just for a different reason. But I think it, it, it is going to have an impact in the start of the Premier League. I think at the beginning of the season, there's still varying fitness levels. You know, some players take a little bit longer to get up to peak condition. Some of them were on international duty at the back end of the last campaign and so haven't had as long in pre-season to get up to speed. The introduction, however, of the five substitutes rule in the Premier League is making it a little bit easier in that you can now make five changes in a game, whereas in years gone by, it's always been three. So I think that's helped, but it does impact on the intensity of the games. And we are seeing, particularly last weekend and probably this weekend as well, that level just dropping off in the latter stages of games, which can work both ways, right? It can let teams back in. It can lead to mistakes. Tiredness often leads to mistakes. Um, But it's a really, really interesting situation at the moment that we've got to keep our eyes on. Yeah, no, that's fascinating. We were just talking about the All Blacks are going up to Alice Park to play the Springboks, and, and that's at altitude, and, and it completely changes the landscape or the scope of how a game, the pace, the tempo of any sport, Harry. So um, especially when you're not used to it, it can completely throw you. Let's let's go to like one of the biggest storylines as far as we can tell down here. Erling Haaland, he seems to have had all of the bully about him. All of the mail was saying he's going to be a star, then he came out and didn't disappoint on debut. So is there a chance this kid just as good as everyone thinks yeah he is for sure you know and I think what people seem to kind of often overlook with Erling Haaland is that this is a guy who's very experienced for somebody who's so young but I think he's gone about building his career in the, in the right way you know he started in Salzburg in Austria played for them for a while and there were a lot of big clubs 
um, you know, the, the likes of Real Madrid, Barcelona, some of the Premier League clubs were talking about, you know, as, or were being talked about, I beg your pardon, as potential suitors for him. Instead, he decided to go to Borussia Dortmund, who are a Bundesliga club in Germany, which is, I would argue, probably the third or fourth best league on the continent. And what that did was just give him the opportunity to up it a level without all the pressure that comes with being a mega money signing for a Real Madrid, a Barcelona or a Premier League giant. And he just was able to refine himself that little bit more and get himself to a level where he could then go on and, and take to the Premier League like a duck to water. And he's done exactly that. He's come in. He's got all the physical attributes that you need to succeed in the Premier League. It is one of the more physical competitions in the world of football. So to be able to kind of master that side of it has certainly helped him. But he's just got this confidence and almost an arrogance about him that just makes him such an intriguing character. Um, and, and, and often you look at him and you think, yeah, he's, he's quite arrogant and he knows he's great. But then at other times you look at him and you think there's still a naivety to him. There's still a vulnerability. I mean, he swore in front of the TV cameras uh, twice Love in his that. post-match interview at the weekend, which just shows that I don't think he always realizes, you know, what a superstar he is and how every word he says, people are just going to hang on it. But he's brilliant and he's got off to a great start with a couple of big goals away to West Ham, which is never an easy place to go. Jeez, I, w- I wake out of a dream, then. I thought you were talking about Izzy Dagg. Um, what about your Arsenal, <laughs> Harry? Did you did you think they, their start to the season was was as good as uh, you hoped it, it would be? Yeah, for sure. Arsenal have done some really, really good, smart business over the summer. Um, they've managed to bring in some top-quality players to help enhance the squad. My only reservation and concern was that Last season, or the start of the season prior, we, we had an away game, a London derby, on a Friday night, which was a bit of a potential banana skin, the type of game that you could quite easily get caught cold and, um, and ultimately drop points in. And that's exactly what happened. We weren't prepared at the start of last season, but this season things look so, so different. We went to Crystal Palace, one of the most atmospheric places in the Premier League. And for the first 35, 40 minutes of the game, Arsenal were completely dominant. I mentioned earlier about the intensity and the way that the fitness levels have just been dropping off at the, in, in the latter stages of games. We saw that from Arsenal in the second half, but thankfully they'd done the work and they'd got their noses in front and put themselves in a position from which they shouldn't have dropped points. And in the end, they didn't. So, yeah, great start. But, you know, the Premier League is the Premier League. It throws up surprises all the time. And mm. there's no point in getting carried away at this stage. But you can certainly say that at least on the surface, Arsenal looked to be in much better shape this season. Harry, is the situation with Manchester United, and I'm coming in pretty blind here, but some famous sports franchises around the world, I think about the New York Knicks um, as a real good example. And we've actually got one down here in New Zealand called the New Zealand Warriors, our league team. Like, they can't succeed no matter who coaches, no matter what players they bring in, because there's just institutional fundamental issues with the club and that is probably to do with ownership is Manchester United in a phase where they actually aren't going to be able to break this chain unless something really drastic happens with the club at the administrative level while you were speaking there I was trying to think of a polite way of putting what's going on at Manchester United (laughs) um, that would be suitable for a breakfast show the best thing I can come up with is it's a shambles it is an absolute shambles what is going on at Old Trafford this is one of the even as an Arsenal fan, it pains me to say this, but this is one of the great institutions of our sport. You know, they've been incredibly successful globally. They're maybe the biggest club in the world. 
and the ownership are unfortunately bleeding them dry. Manchester United, when they appointed Eric Ten Hag, who is now in charge, sold it as a new project. They were going and they were plucking out one of the most promising coaches from the European game. They were going to bring him to the club and they were going to give him autonomy and control to sign as and who he pleased to get Manchester United back to where they belong. And it doesn't even look like he's got a plan. They're being linked with some awful players. They've been linked with Adrian Rabiot, former French international midfielder, who's always in the headlines for the wrong reasons. Um, and, and that looks like it's a deal that could get done. That's certainly not the midfield upgrade that Manchester United fans were hoping for. They've been chasing uh, Netherlands international Frankie de Jong all summer, and he could well end up at Chelsea at the end of it. They've gone after so many players, and they've not managed to get any of the deals over the line, which has caused enough distress and panic among the fan base. But to start the season the way they did, with a 2-1 defeat at home to Brighton, has really, really ramped up the criticism. And they've got a big game at the weekend. They go away to Brentford, which is a very, and I keep saying this about a lot of clubs, but it's a tough place to go under the lights, small stadium, compact stadium, mm. only two of the big six picked up points at Brentford last season. They go there on Saturday evening, and if they don't get all three points, the questions are going to continue, the outrage is going to continue, and when you're in a rot, the longer that it lasts, the more difficult it is to repair. Yeah, you're dead right, Harry. I played a game of league there at Brentford against the London Broncos back in the day. What about uh, our, our good mate, old Cristiano Ronaldo? What happens to him then with Manchester United? Well, this is another situation that just adds to the, the long list of problems that Eric Ten Hag faces at the moment. Cristiano Ronaldo has made it clear that he doesn't want to stay at Manchester United. He doesn't feel as though the club are at the level that he wants to be playing at. He's stressed that he wants to play. Virus representatives, I have to say, he hasn't come out and said this publicly, but he's been putting messages out via his representatives. Harry, isn't he average these days, though? It's a really difficult one because... Cristiano Ronaldo in the past was this all-encompassing forward player. He could dribble, he could take people on, he had incredible pace, he was a lethal goal scorer, a great finisher, a great athlete, and he had it all. Nowadays, Cristiano Ronaldo, I would say, is an elite goal scorer, but nothing outside of that. Cristiano Ronaldo inside the penalty area is as good as anybody in world football. But the, the minute you ask him to drop back, the minute you ask him to defend, the minute you ask him to run channels, and the minute you ask him to try and facilitate other players, that's when you have a problem. He's very one-dimensional nowadays. And it doesn't fit with what Manchester United are wanting to do and wanting to build. But having said that, without his goals last season, they probably would have finished in the bottom half of the table. He dragged them single-handedly through the group stages of the Champions League with a a string of late goals in important games. It's, it, it's a difficult balance to find because without Cristiano Ronaldo, Manchester United are not very good. But with Cristiano Ronaldo, you can't see how they're going to move on and develop into a different game model, the game model that Eric Ten Hag wants to apply. So it's a bit of a catch-22. Personally, if I were in charge of Manchester United, I'd let him go. I'd find a way of making it happen because Manchester United are almost stuck in this cycle with Cristiano Ronaldo right now. Having said all of that, I wouldn't be surprised if he starts the game on Saturday because they are desperate for three points. And unfortunately, at this moment in time for United, they've got more chance of winning with him in the side than without him. It sounds like you should start a podcast with Russell Westbrook. He only wants to do one thing, refuses to change the way he plays. Um, Harry, that's great insight, mate. Just 
on Liverpool, before we get to your game of the round, Liverpool, uh, Scouse fans worried after their slow start, that kind of sluggish draw with Fulham? It was a sluggish uh, draw with Fulham. They weren't at anywhere near their best, but you have to give Fulham praise as well. Uh, they've come back up from the championship. They're a bit of a yo-yo club, Fulham. They get promoted, they get relegated, then they get promoted again. It's the same thing, the same cycle over and over again. They've got a good manager in Marco Silva who had them very well set up. They've done some good business in the summer. Alexander Mitrovic, the striker, was in great form at the weekend. He got both of Fulham's goals. But Liverpool, even when they were really poor, managed to find a way to salvage something, and they got a point with a late equaliser. If I were a Liverpool fan, I wouldn't be overly concerned. I just think that it was a bit of a slow start for them. The problem is, however, that when you're chasing a side as good as Manchester City, a draw can feel like a defeat. You know, already they're two points behind them, and we know the margins of which they're able to play are so thin. You know, they can't afford to fall behind at this point in the season, and particularly losing a game, or drawing a game, I should say, that you would have said was a, a banker for three points. So, I wouldn't be overly concerned with Liverpool in the, in the picture of their overall season and how it's going to go. But to lose ground on Manchester City at this stage, I know it's early, but it is disappointing because of the fixture. Harry, what's the, what's the must-watch uh, game of the round? This, if we were only going to tune into one, what's the one that you've circled on your calendar? The one I've got circled on my calendar uh, this weekend, outside of the Arsenal game, obviously, uh, is the <laughs> London derby on Sunday. Uh, which is between Chelsea and Spurs. There's a lot of talk about Chelsea maybe not being up to it this season. Everybody knows what happened at the back end of last year with Roman Abramovich. A new owner's come in. There's wholesale changes behind the scenes that have taken place that have led people to kind of write off Chelsea, I think. And I think wrongly. I think Mm. they'll still be in the top four this season. And they play a Spurs side who haven't won at Stamford Bridge for 31 years. Now, a lot of people are tipping Spurs to be the third best team in the Premier League this season. I'm not so sure that they're ready for that kind of responsibility, if I'm being completely honest. But it's going to be a fascinating game. Two excellent tacticians in Thomas Tuchel and Antonio Conte. They both play a very similar formation, a very similar system. And I'm intrigued to see how this one's going to go. Now that I've said it's the must-watch, it'll probably be be a boring nil-nil draw. But uh, that's certainly the game of the round on paper. I love it. Ari Simeo, he is the sharpest of the football minds out of the UK. Love having you dial into the show every once in a while, Harry. All the best, mate. Enjoy the Arsenal game this weekend. Thank you, mate. Have a good one, guys. Yeah, great, Harry. Harry Simeo, champion. Gimpy, he... um... I I just love listening to him, mate. He he sounds like a good mate of mine, Andy Flint. You know, that that part of, uh, of the UK with that... Accent, I think that's East London. I'll have to ask him next time I'm talking to him, but I just love them talking. I love that football chat. Oh, you just, know, they're so knowledgeable, so passionate. Oh, it's, <laughs> it must, it must be what I sound like when I'm talking about rugby league. Brentford, I did. I played at Brentford. Um, Drop goal, field goal. Actually, we won that game. Yeah, it was a tough night. It was a real tough night. I remember we travelled down there on the bus. It was playing for Castleford at the time. I think it was like a Challenge Cup game against London. And London had all these Aussies in their side, you know what I mean? It was just, it's, like you said, a compact pitch. It was a really short pitch sidelines. The field was short, as they, as most of the soccer pitches are. And um, yeah, it was a bit of a bashathon that night, but I think we got the points. Did you have Inter Sandman playing in your headphones before you went out? Mate, you know who I had, LL Cool J. What song... If you had control of every one of the All Blacks' phones and Spotify accounts and they're on the bus ambling into Alice Park and the South African fans are slapping the bus, 
and you had to choose one song to put in their ears, to galvanise, to energise, invigorate, what would it be? Richard says, enter Sandman. This is our Choices Flooring poll today. And there's some great nominations here. Remember the name. There's a footage of Jonah killing it to the song on YouTube. Gives you chills. Absolutely remember the name as a banger. What are they for you? We've got a $50 TAB bonus bet. This is for the Choices Flooring poll today. We're going a little bit early, but it's a great question. We've got some more nominations to play out throughout the morning, including Kempi's Off the Back Fence. Here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. 22 minutes past 7 o'clock this morning. The scene is set for arguably the biggest test match in All Blacks history. Well, maybe not history, but definitely for Ian Foster. As this All Blacks team dons their coveted black jersey for what could be Fozzie's last dance, will we witness one of the greatest games of his tenure or will we see another game devoid of any answers to an aggressive South African onslaught? Well, the inclusion of Richie Moonga at number 10 give the outside backs the spark and vision needed to unlock their potential does it get stopped by the relentless line speed of the Springboks with two more sleeps before the rumble in the jungle is this the game that saves a nation and puts that smile back on your doll or is this the game that will simply be Fozzie's Last dance. <laughs> Kempi. Uh, look, he'll be hoping it won't be. So will everybody. But at the same time, there's got to be an air of, well, if not now, never about this. And hopefully that's the attitude they take in. And they are, and he is realistic. We've spoken so much this week about how much will he actually realise what's going on and how much is he being cerebral about the atmosphere around him and his position. I don't know. It's hard to... We've, we've said it's impossible to know, but you'd think that the senior players will be putting in today for him, otherwise they don't care. Well, you know, I, I never put that in there. I wanted to use the word loyalty because I'll tell you one thing about Ian Foster is he is loyal. Like, he is showing players so much loyalty, and I'm driving in this morning, I'm thinking, if I was a player and Fozzie was doing that for me and showing me all this loyalty, when I put that black jersey on this weekend, I go out and just go, mate, this, this one's for you. And I hope those blokes realise that this this guy is on the chopping block, and they can they can change that decision overnight. The interesting thing about that is, I actually think that was last week because they spoke about this was the where they were going to go make a statement. The, the South Africa is the perfect place to do it, and they got their asses handed to them. He's actually had to Bowden Barrett's move to the bench. Um, there have been changes. Will Richie Moonga? pick up the mantle? Will Shannon Frizzell pick up the mantle that Akira didn't? 
You know, it's really interesting, Kempi. I love it. Should it be the last dance? Will it be the last dance? What song would you be playing? That's got us thinking. What song would you be playing to pump them up here for this historic test match at Alice Park? 29 away from eight. A choices for him poll with a musical theme after this. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota together with Shaping and Building New Zealand. SENZ, welcome to the team bus arriving at Alice Park to take on the Springboks in a must win. Yeah, the jungle, a.k.a. Alice Park. We've had so many nominations for this. And our weekend choices flooring poll, choices flooring's Adobe Hybrid Collection, the water-resistant flooring choice... Kempi, it is actually a classic, isn't it? Oh, I love, I love it. <laughs> Absolutely. Head, up to, head into the SENZ app. Fantastic app. Plenty going on in there. Click on Izzy and Kempi for breakfast, the stream. Have your vote. We've already got the poll up in there. What song would you have playing in every All Blacks headphones arriving to Alice Park to prepare them for this historic test? We've got Paint It Black, Mama Said Knock You Out, Alan Parsons Project Serious, or Welcome to the Jungle. Welcome to the Jungle currently... 42% of the vote, but we've also got plenty of your suggestions here, including Eye of the Tiger, Dave Dobbins, Slice of Heaven, <laughs> Ambitions as a Rider by Tupac from Adam. <laughs> so many good nominations coming through. Irish John's on the line. I- Irish John, you better not say Ireland's cool, mate. <laughs> no, I got a better one. Helps by the Beatles. It hurts by the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and the last one, we got to get out of this place. <laughs> it's the last thing we ever Low blows. Have a good one. <laughs> Thank you, Irish John. He's gone. Gone with the wind like that. Um, he's, he's brilliant, mate. Oh, I like him. He's probably just coming from Milken. Craig in New Plymouth says, I don't like Mondays. Bulls on Parade, Rage Against the Machine used to be those ice hockey video clips of big hits and fights. Pat Banger from Pistol Pete. What was, because you love asking people this question, Kempi. What were, what were your go-tos back in the day and your Walkman? Uh, mate, I used to love, um, well, I used to, I, I bought up on reggae, so I'd play reggae all the time. But when Pearl Jam and, and that type of music came out, I felt like, Absolutely, fe- um, fell in love with it. Like like grunge rock. Yeah, mm. and um, I'll I won't tell you, but in the next break I'll get it up for you. And I'd, I, there's this one song, mate, that I would just play, and I've played it for years, and I still play it today. That I absolutely love, and it's just got a you know like a real good. You can sing along to it. It's got a real good you know like grungy. I I always I always call it sort of rural music. You know, it's like everyone's Cotton Eye Joe. Nah, it's no, nah, it's not like that at all. But um, you know, the Bon Jovi's and all that sort of stuff. I like that rock. Not as well, heavy as my brother. My brother loves like uh, what do you call that stuff? Death metal. 
Yeah, that's it. I was going to say, what about living on a prayer, Bon Jovi? Because it's a bit like that. Uh, Paddy says another one bites the dust. Easy on, Paddy. And Carrie and Manawa too. Well, I, I, <laughs> at least you I think he's feeling, feeling a bit sentimental. Thursday night, late night Thursday night. I mean, to be fair, shift of body boys. Come on, Ethan DeGroot trying to move the swing block forward back. Yeah, it's been a big week actually. Olivia Newton John, another one, sad passing. Um, Paul Green, and everyone's thoughts this morning as well as Taiki Yanagita. It has been a, a funny old week, but here we are at SCNZ getting your messages through thick and fast on what you'd be playing to the All Blacks before the game. After this, we're actually going to talk a little bit of racing. We're going to tack right. We'll catch up with Emmett Lee um, over there in Melbourne. Blanked on the city for a bit. Uh, Victoria, Sparta Racing. So I've got Elephant back at the races this weekend. Looking forward to catching up with her and seeing how the big boys come back for our Waikato Stud Racing Preview. Your message is steaming in. Remember, go to the SENZ app and vote in the Choices Flooring poll. We want to know, what would you be playing to the All Blacks? What would you be feeding them through their ears to get them up for this test match? Mate, we should put it on a Spotify list and send it up. Kempi, one of your best ideas. One of your best ideas. We'll do that. 21 away from eight. And Gimby are off to the races. Thanks to Waikato Stud, your source for a racehorse. Oh, isn't it just that? Uh, heading into the breeding season as well, Mark and the crew down there will be very busy. 16 away from eight. Let's do it a little bit different today. Let's head across the ditch. Catching up with Kiwis, of course, though. This weekend, back at the races, our favourite zoo attraction. Elephant. He's been a funny old horse, but so good to see him lining up in the fields this weekend in a pretty competitive PB Lawrence Stakes. That's race eight at Caulfield if you're interested. Emily Brown has uh, packed up the zoo and the family. Emily, and you're over there in Australia. How are you guys settling in? Yeah, good, thanks. Uh, no, it's all, it's all gone really well. Uh, the move went well. And yeah, settled in um, all very well here at Canberra. So you're over there at Cranbourne. How, how long ago would it have been now? So you, because you kind of were starting the move before the season was obviously before the season was up. It was towards the end of last year or the start of this year, wasn't it? Um, start of this year, David came over um, obviously with Elephant to um, have a crack at the All Star Mile. Um, unfortunately, he had those um, issues, had a knee chip, um, and that was removed. Uh, but that was the start of our move, and then I moved in April. Hey Emily, it's Kempe here. How has everyone settled in? Like the the changes to from Cambridge to Cranbourne, is everyone taking that on the chin, or you know you can, you're missing home, or you're enjoying it? No, it's been great. Um, like uh, the kids love it here. Um, they've settled in at school really well here, and um, they're they're all pretty active and helping around the stables. Um, we're probably lucky that we've spent a lot of time here anyway, and we've got good friends here. Um, already, so yeah, the move wasn't wasn't too bad. It almost yeah, it was it was pretty easy. It seems crazy that the big boys only had, uh, and this is Elephant, not David, by the way. Elephant's only <laughs> had um, only had. The, I thought you were talking about me. No, no, not you, Kimpy. Only had ten starts, but I guess he's been a funny old horse. Is he? Is he as sound as he could possibly be, and as he's ever been? 
Um, yeah, like obviously it won't be till we've got him back under sort of race pressure that you'll really see how, how he's come up. Um, at this point, very happy with him. Um, you know, he is, he is a funny horse that's had to have um, his races spaced a fair bit. And yeah, I said to someone the other day, you know, if, if we hadn't have had those problems, imagine how good he'd be going. Um, but, you know, that, that's horses for you and it's always the good ones that are sort of a bit harder to manage. But, yeah, at this stage, we're very happy with him. So, yeah, fingers crossed. Is is he, in a way, kind of the horse of a lifetime for you guys? Because not necessarily, well, he obviously hasn't achieved what you wanted him to ultimately yet. But in the sense that, and I don't know whether you guys were planning the move anyway, but he kind of opened a door by going, being good enough to take to Australia, then having success in Australia and, I don't know, changing a mindset? Or was this always on the, the radar for you as a family? I think it's always been something we've thought about. Uh, we've sort of brought horses over backwards and forwards um, a few times over the last probably five, six years. And it's always been something we've thought about. Uh, but he definitely opened the door for us. And, um, yeah, over here it's all about sort of getting your name out there. And he definitely did that for us um, last spring. So, yeah, just hoping he can carry on with it. So, so how's that working out for you, Emily? Like, um, you know, Elephant getting your name out there. Are you seeing more people putting their horses with you in Australia along with the stable that you've taken over there? Yeah, we've had some really good support. Um, we've been very lucky to um, get some new Australian owners on board, things like that. Um, we're probably lucky that our sort of our stayers that came over that we sort of thought would just try and pick up some money for their owners over here. They've stepped up in the winter and gone quite well. Um, and now we're sort of looking forward to those younger ones coming through. But, um, yeah, we've been very well supported so far, um, and especially still probably from New Zealand as well. Um, our owners over there have been fantastic. Uh, and, you know, we've had a few more horses jo- join the stable since. So it's been an exciting time. I think uh, there's, a, and we spoke about this yesterday actually, there's a real acceptance in New Zealand in our racing industry. We, we understand that we're going to lose equine products, you know, people, trainers, jockeys, horses to Australia and we've kind of got past that chip on the shoulder now and I think we really rally behind, that's something we do well, we rally behind those that want to go and take on the bigger challenges. So I, I'm, I'm glad to hear that that's been reflected on Elephant, he's, he's like fresh up, that's not really a concern from him as you say because you've always had to space his runs anyway. A wider straw and a, a niggly, smallish field, though, and it's pretty. It's a pretty good field as well. Obviously, you can't. You have to race them against this sort of competition if you want him to kick on to the ultimate goals. Is he forward enough that he he, he can run up? Well, I don't want to say win it, but can he can he go close, Emily? I think he could. He could possibly run a cheeky race if if sort of the maps are right and they they do go pretty hard up in front. Um, we are going to have to be a little conservative from that draw. Um, and obviously only having the one jump out as opposed to the two. Um, yeah, we are going to be a little bit conservative from the gate. But I I could see him flashing home, whether he can win, because um, some of those horses, like, that is a strong field. There is nowhere to hide with him anymore. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. You know, he's got to step up and, and sort of put his name up there. But, um, yeah, I think I could see him flashing home and hopefully sort of running into a place. Or you never know if he 
if he really stands up and puts his best work out there, he could quite quite easily, uh, with the times he's, he's run before, he could get over the top of them. But, yeah, sort of first up, he is going to be a little bit vulnerable. Um, and from the nine draw, um, having to be a bit more conservative than we probably usually would be with him. Um, yeah, a winning chance is probably a little bit of a big ask of him on Saturday. I think that's probably a fair assessment. But as you point out, he runs he runs time, and you never really know with these races what the tempo is going to do. If um, there's those of us that don't mind a cheeky futures bet, obviously you'll let the horse dictate where he goes. I know how the trainers always answer these questions, but what what would be the goal for you? Uh, obviously, we'd love to get to the Cox Plate. Uh, we were on on the path to that last year, and just missed getting out, getting in, and things like that. Um, but you know, that would definitely be a goal. I think that's a race everyone wants to have a horse in, and you know, especially if you're going well enough to be competitive, um, it's well worth starting in that. Awesome, great to catch up, and um, um, yeah, really happy for you, you guys and, and what you're doing over there. So we'll follow the stable, those unmissable colours with interest, and good luck to Elephant this weekend. Thanks very much. There you go, Emily Brown over there with David and the kids making the move. Kimpy, it's a bit you, you did it once upon a time, took the leap of faith and went to Australia. It's pretty cool, eh? Oh, yeah, there's a ton of Kiwis that do that. It is awesome when you see them go over there, and especially on the, the reason why I asked how the kids do and, and have they all settled in there. Like, it's pretty hard not to when you go to Australia, and, and they've got a pretty good lifestyle over there. So, good to hear that that's all ticking over, and also that. I've got some uh, new Aussie owners coming to the stable and keep the, you know, obviously keep the the coffers turning over because, uh, you know, it's not cheap living over there. And and Elephant, I backed it its first starting on, on Australian turf when it won and followed that horse all last season going, man, it is it as good as what they... Because they did a big um, program about it in Australia and I watched it and I went, mean, is it going to be as good as what everyone's predicting it to be? So... Um, maybe it's gone out and fattened, and fattened up and come back in a different, um, you know, frame of mind. And who knows? It maybe kicks on and wins a Cox Plate. What I would say is the nines into seven dollars fifty. It might be a little bit ambitious. I know punters are coming, um, but it's because we're also itchy for spring. But just listening to Emily there, and I, I kind of agree. If he's going to have to go back, if he's hitting the line strong, he's a real place chance. But big ask to get him to win from out there. Seven away from eight. That's our Waikato Stud Racing preview. Savabeel, oh, he's about to be a busy boy when the calendar ticks over to September. The champion sire, he is. Vodafone voicemail. Who won this week and what prize can we give them? Well, find out after this before eight. Find 20% off the Dominate range of hairstyling products, but only at Chemist Warehouse. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepaid plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. Yeah, look, not what I was thinking the All Blacks would be playing uh, on their way into Alice Park. Um, the Vodafone, keep, Vodafone Warriors keep the faith song. But at the same time, maybe it's exactly what they need. Alrighty, the Vodafone voicemail can be keeping you connected to the Vodafone Warriors. And it has been running hot. That shows you how loyal the Warriors supporters are. Here's a couple. Welcome home, boys. Win, draw, or lose, you'll always be my team, so go the Warriors. Go Warriors, come on, you can do it. Go Warriors, you're going to smash those other teams. Woohoo! But David Pomeroy, 
Well done to you, my friend, because you've won yourself a 2022 supporters merch pack for you and a mate. Polo, bucket hat, jersey, sign ball, poster for this. Yeah, go Warriors. Come on, you can do it. You can win. Come on, get out in the field. Yeah, yeah. Go on, guys. Hey! He's there. We've got all our Tamaki Macaurel support. Yeah, do it, bro. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's that's the ultimate. That has put a smile on the dial. Maybe I take it back. Maybe the All Blacks. Yeah. It's a matter of faith. I it's think a matter of faith. Yeah. I think we've stumbled across it. Oh, that's it. So glad as he's not here. The ultimate comparison. The All Blacks are really the only spot they can be saved in is by the Vodafone Warriors supporters. Well done, Dave. Well done to everyone sending in those Vodafone voicemails. Off to get a little Mac Cafe coffee. Let's talk to Kevin Putt about the All Blacks Springboks this weekend. Up the Idaho with the news for Kubota together with Shaping and Building New Zealand. Putty, not far away. SNZ, four minutes past 8am. Welcome into Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Yes, it is still us. This morning, Kempe, we're asking, what song would you have coursing through the headphones of the All Blacks as they pull up to Alice Park? Some of the nominations have been superb, haven't they? Oh, unbelievable. We need, we need a list. We'll send it over to them. The boys can play every single one of them. I'm be, I bet you there's a favourite in there. What we're going to do, if you've missed, don't this worry, we're going to build one. We're gonna build a podcast playlist. And here we go. Lyndon says 660, rise up. Yeah, Get the boys up, says Lyndon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Actually throws us back to our launch song. It's Kiwi for sport. Oh, yeah. Gets the feelings going, doesn't it? Keep your messages coming through. We've got a $50 TAB bonus bet for your best song. Uh, we've also had Harry Simeo. We had Emily Brown over there. So the podcast channel is running hot. You can go and vote for what your song would be to get going in the changing room before the game in the SCNZ app. Just click on Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Hey, you might be listening to us via there already. Uh, big out of comes though, Kempe. We've got our Friday tipple, which is always a highlight. And at some stage, we do need to revisit the fact that last night, the Taranaki ears <laughs> were, we? were bundled. I'm even, I'm even watching a replay on telly here. It's not fair. How good was the call? Justin Nelson, uh, they'll be back again tonight. Otago Nuggets versus the Nelson Giants. Phil Jones is on the line. Um, and, well, he, sorry, he'll be on the, he will be on the call with... Justin Nelson, he's obviously an absolute icon of Kiwi Hoops. So looking forward to seeing how that goes, and um, I'll be there, Kempe. You reckon the Nuggets can get through to the final? Of course. Anything can happen now that my ears are gone. I hope for Hutchie's sake that they get through. What about the Warriors? You seem pretty bullish on them. I do. I actually do. I think think they played all right coming home. I think last week's effort and Stace making the call, you know, saying it wasn't good enough, you know, he's showing that he can get them to play well. Um, they are obviously going to have a, tr- a little bit of trouble playing outside of New Zealand, but coming back and playing in, in front of their home crowd, the two the two games so far, and even the game they lost against Melbourne, they, they had very, very good effort. So I'm expecting that same effort to be there tonight, and I don't think Canterbury are, are going to be in the same sort of 
boat when they beat the Tigers and and um, just let that, let that one get away from them against Melbourne. I think they get it. Honestly, Brett, do you think uh, Izzy sent them a, a little selfie video from Fiji? The Bulldogs said <laughs> us. Bulldog. Well, the Bulldogs look. They they're not going too bad. The, you know, you're going to have that um, big up, big up and under that's coming from Burton. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to that. Beautiful stuff. Uh, I can't wait to see it. That's box office viewing at the moment. One of the best things in sport, along with where, well, Test Rugby is at the moment. It's Sunday morning. Let me flash you forward. The All Blacks are running out into one of the most hostile environments in rugby. A sold-out Alice Park with their backs glued against the wall, needing a result, and the best performance of Ian Foster's head coaching tenure desperately by a country mile. The stakes could not be higher and awaiting them as a South African side who are thriving with their physical style of play, dominating opposition at the moment. Kevin Putt knows better than pretty much anyone else here in New Zealand how the Springboks will be preparing for this test. He understands the mentality they will have. He was part of their operation in the mid-90s, spent a long tenure playing rugby in South Africa. It's awesome to catch up with Kevin Putt. Dialed into the show this morning on a Friday morning. How are you going, Kevin? Yeah, fantastic. Thanks very much. No worries. Great to have you here. Um, South African rugby, it's its a unique thing. It's a new, unique beast, and you were in the middle of it once upon a time. What can you tell us? Can you just give us a bit of context of how they'll be feeling this week? Well, you spoke about the venue. Uh, Alice Park, they see as their home of rugby. I mean, it's not quite as hostile as being at Loftus Fairsfelt up in uh, Pretoria, um, which is, you know, both of them very hard to breathe with the altitude. But um, they don't speak English at all, basically, up at Loftus. At least at Alice, there'll be a couple of boys throwing Nazis at you, and they'll be able to swear in English when they're, they're, they're harassing you. Uh, but it's it's immensely hostile. When I say hostile, I'm not taking uh, the, the personal route on it. It's just a, forbi- a formidable sort of fortress to have to go to. Very close ground. Um, Eden Park, if you play there. It's miles away to the stands. Over there, they're nearly sitting with you. <laughs> hey, Putty, just tell us a little bit more about the, the altitude. Like, So give people an understanding of altitude, how it affects the ball, but also how it affects the lung, lungs and what the All Blacks can expect. Oh, you know, the old story of thin air. The, the incredible thing is, you know, people try and fix it by, you know, acclimatising being there a few days early or going later. It just burns. It, it's seriously, I can only imagine, uh, imagine I'm not an asthmatic, but it's, it's breathing and not being able to get that air. It, it's a, a burn up the old windpipe that you feel and it impacts just lack of oxygen. So the old muscles start to get a little bit flipping tired within about 10 minutes into a game. You do come right. You do get that uh, acclimatisation and you start to come right. But flip me, it's, it's, it just adds, you know, you don't need those distractions. And believe me, the All Blacks certainly don't need those distractions at the moment, do they? No, oh, they, they don't. And I actually think, Putty, it was interesting. Last week, the All Blacks, they named a team that looked pretty nimble. It looked smaller and it was almost like they were zagging while the box were going big and zigging. But the box actually pulled away from them at the end of the game. And there wasn't that kick that maybe Foster and the selectors thought they might get out of the All Blacks. Do you think they can run with this, the Springboks? Can they can they bank on that or no? They have to win another way. Well, look, I, I mean, the good news is the Springboks have made some subtle changes to their team, but nothing changes in their pattern. They've got a trademark on their team that they're going to beat us in the air, they're going to beat us at the rucks, they're going to beat us at first base, and that's their belief and they fully commit to it. 
Um, ours, I'm with what you're talking about here. There was very little coming from the bench that added value that suddenly you got an extra kick. Um, you, know, you were looking for some sort of input that, that suggested we could win the game, and it, it just never came. Um, what scares me is I, I don't see it from this week's team either. I see some changes, but I'm, I'm more concerned about the all-black trademark at the moment, and the trademark's what I'm talking about is the playing one. You know, you look at teams like when we played Ireland, you knew their defence was going to be incredibly strong. They're playing backdoor plays, which not many teams in the world are playing at the moment. It's, it's nearly from a leaguey background on it, and they, they were finding space there. What is New Zealand or the All Blacks doing at the moment? We're doing a lot of aerial kicking that seems to be uncontested. You know, we've never done that. So I'm more concerned rather than do we have legs to come on and run them. It's more about the pattern we're playing and, and, and what trademark the All Blacks have at the moment. Yeah, and, and talk a little bit through that. But you, you've obviously very astute in your analysis in, in and around their offensive um, frailties, the All Blacks. What would you do? What would, what would you do to change things up? You've got Richie Moonga <laughs> in the side, so they're obviously going to try and unleash their, their outside backs. But what would you do? Oh, look, the, this attacking plan has to be based on a bit of confidence in that. The All Blacks about eight, ten years ago, rewrote the way that you diffuse the rushing uh, defensive line. They came up, they were playing little tip balls, they were playing into space. That takes a huge amount of confidence. I remember when it was happening going, wow, that is not only a good team, wow, that is confident play. You would have seen last week when we tried to make a couple of tip-ons, ball wasn't being passed. I mean, you've lost five of your last six. You, you can only imagine that there's a lot of pressure in that on. So I, to me, it's not about personnel at the moment so much. It's about what we're trying to do. What would I do? Uh, irrelevant. I'm not filming coaching them, you know, but um, what, what should they do to try and defuse them? Uh, Joel Stransky, uh, great springbok number 10, gave a little bit of a rundown. First thing you try and do is try and catch them behind with the ball. So uh, he would suggest a few contestable kicks from our nines. I, I'm not that massive on that happening. But the second thing is you've got to run them. You've got to run them. To do that, we're going to have to stand a bit deeper, try and outflank their rushing uh, line defence, and uh, we're going to have to have the confidence to make passes under an immense amount of pressure, which at this current state when there's a lot of frail players out there, I don't know if that's going to happen. One thing you know a hell of a lot about is um, halfback play, mate, and when Faf de Klerk was scrubbed out in the first minute of the game, I went, oh, okay, here's a chance for the All Blacks to be able to squeeze. But <laughs> but the platform that the box forwards laid didn't even mean that um, Jaden Hendricks even had anything to worry about. But then how about his kicking game and his all-around game? There are a couple of little moments, but for me, I, I think him starting again, filling him with confidence, like he was so impressive. I can see his game going to another level. What did you see from him? Well, it's, it's very interesting. You know, we're, we're analysing New Zealand. We're all trying to find bloody solutions and hoping that we can get. They have got an incredible pattern, which many of us will criticise, but it's, it's results-driven. And it's also based around profiling their team very accurately. So they've selected players to come in and fill in. Why? Because if they get an injury in a position, they have to make multiple changes potentially. They, they have things that we don't even consider, things like... Uh, racial balance within their team that they have to occur. You mm. get a guy out that's injured, you've got to balance that up and swap them. Malcolm Marks, best player in the four pack on the field last week, not playing this week. That's not to do with form. So that they, they, I've got these other things that they've got to flip and balance around and try and sort out. So this guy coming in, 
bloody outstanding. But what did he have to do? He only has to be a good kicker and passer. Everything else is an absolute benefit. And uh, when you're playing behind a very dominant fullback, it's amazing as a nine how many times a little bit of space will open up and you can look like a superstar even if you're, you know, uh, not, not average, but uh, you don't even need to look for the gaps they'll come. Isn't that the main difference? Like, you know, just listen to your... Again, um, astute analysis. Isn't that the main difference why Aaron Smith probably is playing his last test match if he doesn't have a good one behind the forward pack that he has? <laughs> you've, you've got it 100% right, mate. I, you know, I live my time behind a Waikato forward pack with Richard Lowe, Graham Purvis, Warren Gatlin. Shivers, people are saying, you know, could make the All Blacks. Well, I tell you what, no surprise. You're against, you know, you're driving a nice big car. That's, that's exactly what it was. Went to South Africa. I was behind basically the Springbok Ford pack uh, playing for the Sharks. Um, nines can look good if they've got you know a platform to work from. Poor old uh, Aaron. I still rate his pass, his ability to see space. It just doesn't exist with that pack he's got in front of him. Yeah, that's a really good point. Actually, Kempe, you're thinking about getting a brand new big car as well. So maybe that's the <laughs> maybe, maybe that's the sign, mate. We've just had it from Putty. One player I'd love to get your take on. Again, the eight nine combination you know so well. What does Dwayne Vermillion offer back in the squad? We know he's a bull. Is he going to lift them? Oh, he's scared. I mean, as if they need lifting, for goodness sake. How scary no, is he? Seriously, how oh, scary is he? Look, you've got to remember, South Africans are a different breed of people, and I mean that in a really nice way. They, they don't know at times if they're going to come home from work alive. You know, that they, 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 they put themselves at risk. These guys are just immensely brave and physically imposing people. Um, he'll go on and... There's, there's every potential he'll take someone apart on that field. He's and and you know when you're playing with people like that, my gosh, it's you know it, it just gives you confidence because let's be honest, it's not a contact sport, it's a collision sport. And with a guy like Vermeulen, uh, there's going to be some massive collisions. Oh, brilliant stuff, Paddy. Really enjoyed your analysis this morning. Just um, before we let you go. If the All Blacks yep. and if the if the All Blacks are to lift for Foster here and they're about, they they are able to, you know. They will have to put in the best performance under his tenure. They've got no doubt about that. But if they are managed, if they manage to do it, what is one part of the game they will fundamentally have to get right? Oh, parity up front. Yeah. Um, look, they've, 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 they've taken the big gamble already this week, and I like it. Um, you know, our, our scrum has not been dominant enough. Well, sorry, I said parity. It's not about dominance. It's, but we haven't performed well enough. They've put really out there at the moment that that is going to be a key platform for us to attack from and I think it's a bloody good call we've got enough backs if we can just get that platform launched from and what song would you have going through your headphones if you're pulling up to, <laughs> to Alice Park what what song do you have coursing through the headphones oh, anything that blocks out the Afrikaans flipping mad music that they have there you can't <laughs> think when you get in there right? it's, it, there's no English music it's Afrikaans music and it is imposing scary I tell you what I'd, I, I wouldn't care if it's Whitney Houston anything that blocks out that rubbish the, so that you can get your game on hey Putty what does Malcop mean no 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 um, thankfully, I don't speak enough Afrikaans to get it to rude words than that as well. Kimpy, <laughs> none of that. Kevin Putt, you've been fantastic this morning. The analysis and insight into the South African culture has been great, mate. Enjoy the game and hope all's well with you and your end. And thank you very much. Cheers, mate.
I mean, this would be about right. They take one out and marks, and they put that big beast on the back of the scrum, mate. You know what I mean? Like, in such good context, they've got equity problems that they've got to sort through when they're changing teams. We don't have we don't, we don't have to worry about that problem. We just have got to pick the best players. But the other part, he said, is that they've got to worry about their life every day. They're going to come come to a game that they've got bigger issues to worry about, and we're going up to Alice Park and we're trying to compete against. We've got to be at the top of our game. That's all I'm trying to say. You said search and destroy earlier in the week. For the All Blacks, the flip side of that, they know they've got a heat-seeking missile come for us. They need to stand up and literally... It's on them. There's no one else that can do it for them. You mentioned earlier, Kempe, and if you missed this, go to our podcast channel, catch up with the first part of the choices. uh, You're off the back fence. Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Are the senior players going to show loyalty to Ian Foster that he's showing them? Are they going to stand up and fight for their coach? 20 minutes past eight. Can't wait. 3 a.m. Sunday morning. Huge. Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. When you buy LiPo sachets at Chemist Warehouse and Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans, visit koganmobile.co.nz. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. Hilliard for the second, nine seconds to play. Second one misses, Schneider, rebound, they've got to go the Tuatara. The Schneider man inside to low, makes it. Baseline ball, baseline ball, they bring it in, they go after the steal, they get it low, outside, three-point shot, goes in, goes in, goes in. Three-point, three seconds to play. We're tied up. How about that? We are tied up. 91 apiece. Stop it, Romulo, stop it. How did that happen? Final score. Stop Auckland, it. Auckland to Atara, 107. Taranaki is 104. Beaming into the show. I just had to watch, I actually just had to watch that final extra time. Well, 107, now, 104. How did they lose it? Well, I don't know. Why don't we ask Dale Budge? Budgie. <laughs> Morning, guys. Oh, <laughs> are you kidding? They didn't tell me you're coming on, Budgie. <laughs> Good to talk, mate. Well, mate I'm, talk. I'm pretty sure I said that you'd win it. I'm pretty sure I said that I won it the last time I was here. I, I can't remember, but did I say that? Let's uh, pretend you did. Uh, <laughs> mate, what a what a game. Honestly, I I just saying to Kieran off air. I'm I'm not sure I'd say I'd, I'd use the words I'd given up, but I was certainly starting to think about what we could say to the players after the game. Put it that way. Um, that was I don't I've always been involved, and I don't think I've ever seen. <laughs> finish quite like that and a, a performance quite like that. Um, you feel sorry for the years, you really do, because they've had a phenomenal season and that was a that was a, a game of, of sport like nothing else and um, it sucks that someone has to lose a game like that because they certainly played their part. But, yeah, we're certainly uh, certainly pretty excited, pretty happy oh, this morning. gracious, gracious, Budgie. Have you got your El Pacino, <laughs> Pacino uh, speech, mate? <laughs> You've got, to, Mate, you've let, got to walk in there in the final. Down. You've got to walk in there in the final and wrap one of those out. I want to hear it. I, I promise I will leave that to Aaron Young, the coach. Now, look, uh, we, we after the Saints game on, on Saturday night, the last of our, our um, regular season games, uh, Regan, the owner, and I went into the, the training team. We haven't done that all year. We've sort of left, left that as a sort of player's domain and said to Regan, oh, we probably we probably should actually brief it. We probably should just say something <laughs> you know, on behalf of the organisation. Yeah. <laughs> And so Aaron threw it over, and Regan being the owner, we, we let him let him do that. And um, 
it's fair to say Al Pacino doesn't have anything to worry about. There's no way <laughs> what, ever what, did he, what could he possibly have said? <laughs> oh, mate, I, I don't know if I could... Um, I'm trying to paraphrase it here, but it was, oh, you know, we lost the game, but that doesn't matter. And, um, you know, we're just going to come out. And, you know, if you lose on... Lose on Thursday, yeah, it's a bit different. We might have a different speech. <laughs> Shut up. You see, the look on the players' faces. It's a pretty, pretty special group. Um, yeah, we don't, we don't need to say anything to, to motivate them. The guys do that. Aaron, Aaron Young has been the architect of, of that roster and um, the, the, the culture there. I mean, every pro sports team now, I know culture is such an important thing, and everyone tries to, to grow something to. You know, they, they're trying to put plans in place to, to work on the culture. And I just, to me, it's something that has to naturally occur. And, you know, we, we picked a, a, a squad of players that we thought were good people that would, would fit together. Um, and from, really from that point on, you leave it to the players. and The players really have to drive it. And uh, Thankfully, it's you know, super strong in that team. You know, the players, as I say, we, we, were, we were starting to have doubts about whether we could get out of jail there last night. And, Oh, you, uh, got out, you didn't get out of jail, mate. You got out of Alcatraz. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we did. We certainly did. But uh, Rob, Rob, in those um, in those moments, you know, getting the players together and some of the things that were said in that huddle, when I think everyone in the stadium had just about thought it was two in the right time, and you know he's demanding from the rest of the guys. He said, you know, the cool thing is looking around, you can see the, the faces. He knew that the rest of the guys believed. They, they knew that they could still come up with what they needed to. Um, yeah, it was pretty special, mate. Nick McBarrow had to leave at half time. You know, really, when CJ was in some foul trouble and we were going to have to rely on Nick quite a bit um, in the third quarter to, to get through some minutes, he got the phone call to say his wife was in labour. Um, he'd worked an overnight shift after the, the game against the Saints the night before and had basically been home, slept a little bit, came to the stadium and had to race off at half time because he's about to become a dad. Um, mm. And it was obviously a very special moment for him, but. Yeah, not ideal timing for, for, for us. Dante had come back from, from the, the NBA camp, Futures camp in Australia. Um, it, it sort of hurt his thumb a little bit. So that was a bit of a concern. And they ate something on the on the flight that didn't sit well with him. So he was puking his guts out through the night. Um, you know, that uh, overcome a fair bit of adversity right the way through the season. And um, yeah, pretty, pretty proud this morning, that's for sure. Budgie, what's your role with the team? Uh, that's a good question. Um, look, Debbie, 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 and I sort of share the the, the GM duty. So I guess we we do everything from fill up water bottles to sign the contracts to try and market the team. I'm not I'm not sure that uh, we've performed as admirably off the court as the team has on it. You know, there's we've learned a lot this year. There's, there's a lot yeah, of things. You're too humble. You're too, you're too humble, Budgie. Look, mate, you you got them. I'll tell you one thing. We haven't got time to talk about it now, but we'll get you back on. And that model where you want to try and you know, cross-reference sports and the and the tour um and the tour title model. We'll talk about that eventually. Champion budgie, you're um you're you're a super bloke. I'm really happy for you, Regan, the whole team, and hopefully the Nuggets get the job done tonight against the Giants live on SCNZ from 7 p.m. and then we can have it duke it out on Saturday night, eh? Yeah, look, thanks for for your support, guys. It's uh, it's awesome. Uh, the sports in great shape. It's been an amazing competition, and yeah, I look forward to being a spectator tonight. That's for sure. All right, 29 away from nine. Dale Budge. Part-time GM, part-time absolute legend. Good bloke. Ah, Absolute good bloke. Ripper. We didn't even have to talk rugby league with him.
He's got no, some... No, he loves... He, he's oh, got well, some thoughts on the first, Warriors. You know my first interview with him. I told you about that. We'll get into that another time. Next time we get him on. Alrighty, uh, here's Unhealthy News for Kubota together with Shaping and Building New Zealand. More of your pump-up songs for the All Blacks after this. The Friday tipple, Pitt Morris, before we shoot off at nine. SENZ, 26 minutes away from nine on your Friday morning. Welcome to your weekend, 12th of August. If it was me, I would be putting the Rolling Stones. I see a line of cars Three of the headphones of the All Blacks, and I'd be saying, we're going to go to Alice Park and we're going to paint it black. I want bodies everywhere. I want rucks moved, malls stopped. Tackles made, bodies folded. I want you to. But it wasn't up to me. We put in the, the choices for him. Paul Kempe and the Izzy and Kempe stream in the SCNZ app. Looking for flooring that scuff, scratch and water resistant. Choose Adobe Hybrid from Choices Flooring. And it was welcome to the jungle. Nearly half of the votes out of uh, Mama said knock you out. Alan Parsons Project Sirius and a head of Paint It Black as well. Gee, we've had some ripping nominations, though. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm going to get the playlist. <laughs> That's awesome. Chris has come through again, Grandmaster Flash. Yep. What we're going to do, so you're right, we're going to do a playlist. So I've conferred with the kitchen. Kids far better at this sort of thing. If you've got Spotify, which I'm sure most people do in 2022, search my name, Louis Watt, L-O-U-I-S-W-U-A-T-T, or search... All Blacks at, at Alice Park Playlist. All Blacks at Alice Park Playlist, at the at sign. Or just follow our social media, SENZ on the Instagram. Uh, Baz, oh, Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on Twitter. Gee whiz, it's a bit of a relapse. Izzy and Kempe. Oh, I'll go. Izzy needs to hear that one. I'm just going to text him. Yeah, chalk that one. That's weird. I'll chalk that one up. Um, yeah, no excuses there. And we will share the playlist that you have helped us contribute today. Here's a couple more of them. Ian Foster is a daydream believer. Razor's coming to town from the nation. Road to nowhere talking heads. Uh, Wind of change. The sound of silence. I don't like Mondays. Remember the name. The All Blacks should have the national anthem playing. If they can't get up and do us proud, they should pass the jersey to the next bloke. Mark Christchurch. Oh, that's passion. That's passion. All right. I love it. Are you ready? ACDC. Uh, Kickstart my heart by the Motley Crew. GD, don't mind it. White Stripes, Seven Nation Army, Josh. It's business time. Flight of the Concords. <laughs> Danger Zone. The Top Gun theme says Alan. And that, that's a blast from the past. Hey, in that in the song I was telling you about, Plush from Stone Temple Pilots, mate. We'll chuck that on the playlist. It is called All Blacks at Alice Park Playlist. Go and find it on Spotify. After this, Pip Morris in the Friday Tipple.
Party with 10% off the Musashi range, only at Chemist Warehouse. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Nomination still steaming him. Morning, boys. Don't go breaking my heart. Sums it up, I think. Gary uh, Peha660. Remember who you are and who you represent. Simple reflection on who you're playing for. Inga, my All Black song be my poor Brian Foo Fighters just for the line. This is a blackout. Don't let it go to waste. Ant up. MOP says Tyson. Back in black says Goose. You guys are on fire. Remember, we're compiling this playlist for the All Blacks to listen to when they're pulling up to Alice Park. All Blacks at Alice Park playlist on Spotify if you want to go check it out. Pip Morris would have a nomination. My song, Morning Guys. Yeah. What's your, hype up, what's your pump up song, Pip, when you're just doing your form for the Greyhounds? You're like, should I put No Keeper on top? You know, what am I going to do? You need to focus. What is it? Probably Queen Don't Stop Me Now. <laughs> oh, brilliant, Kimfi. Yeah. yeah. We haven't had a Queen one yet. Why haven't we had a Queen one yet? Why did it take until... It's very good. Again, as You're I... bring that night. song tonight, Pip, to the game. They'll need that yeah, too, well, the Warriors. Well, hopefully they can burn at the speed of light. <laughs> <laughs> very good. I always say on Friday we get a little bit of intelligence and reputation brought to the show. It's Thanks. Good, it's good to see if, uh, the, the prophecy come true. Pip, what do you got as far as tab.co.nz? Plenty on. As far as the All Blacks and the South Africa game goes, it's still one-way traffic as far as South Africa being the best back. 54% of the money is still on them. There was also a bet $900 on them, guys, at 13 or more at $3.40. Uh, we've got a nice bonus back around those two games too. We've got the Rugby Union bonus back, so you can back them, the ABs to win or South Africa if that's your preferred option. Winning team and margin, if they win but you get the incorrect margin, we'll give you a bonus back up to $50 in your account and the same game multi as well. As far as the NPC goes, there's been 2000 on North Harbour to under the 13.5 to cover that at 187 And the Warriors game... And the Bulldogs pretty split in the betting, to be fair. The Warriors still the outsiders, no real crunch in the markets. But again, uh, Kiwis are keeping the faith. And look, I think they're probably backable tonight, to be fair, back at home. Oh, I thought they were good enough to get Don't, Pip, don't tease the Warriors fans like that. Go 1-12, to 12, why not? Hey, pay that bonus back just in case. Make sure you keep Kempi in line tonight. Right. Oh, I doubt I can do that. <laughs> Don't worry, it'll be fine tonight. I hope you got all your. I hope all you got all your one liners down there ready for us when we throw to you on the sideline. Oh, not as good as Staffy with the puns, puns, I have to say, but I'll try to think of some of them. Not so good about the glistening pie that he had uh, last week. <laughs> Literally, all you have to do, and I think you've already come onto it, just bring um, Bohemian Rhapsody's lyrics, and then Don't Stop Me Now's lyrics, and just have them there, and just drop in Queen lyrics throughout the whole broadcast. You'll be fine. Pip, love your time this morning. Go well tonight. Thanks, Louie. Thanks, See you guys. later. There you go. Download TAB app today to get involved with a little bit of action. Uh, well, guys, we've made it. It's time for the Friday Tipple. <laughs> I dare say, Piano Man probably won't be in the list. No offence to Billy Joel, but not quite the vibe.
That's more like maybe on the plane home from the World Cup after you've won it and you're just trying to that's a month, that's a, soak it in. That's a month walking along the beach remembering the song. That's right. Hey, uh, Kempi, I'd love to start off by giving a toast to Bevan Wilson, former All Black. Him and his wife, Robin, trained Lord Darcy to break a 22-year-old dry spell for Canterbury in the Winter Cup. What a champion effort this was. It was its 125th running, and it's one of those historic races that, um, you know, all trainers probably wish to win over, over the winter, especially in the South Island anyway. 100%. Tough race to win. Well done to the Wilsons. Oh, and don't I know that, to, you know, running second to that last year, but who knows, maybe another day. On Tuesday, we caught up with your good mate from News Hub. Old Ollie Ritchie, wasn't he good? Covering the All Blacks over in South Africa. He got himself a ticket, picked up his bag, and off he went. But after following that loss, he told us that NZR CEO Mark Robinson isn't going anywhere. Yeah, he's definitely uh, over here. He has extended his trip. He was meant to just be here in Johannesburg uh, for a couple of days. I understand that trip is, has now been extended to see out the week, so there, there might be a bit of a telltale sign there. Ollie, cheers to you, mate. Circling, yeah, donut. Liam Napier, Ollie Ritchie, Mark yeah. Hinton, Gregor Paul, oh, just oh, circling. Oh. <laughs> the South NBL playoffs kicked off Wednesday. We were there with a massive win for the Otago Nuggies. Me and the boys in the kitchen, how good, supporting the team. Thanks to Justin Nelson who hooked us up. And last night with the call, cool, oh, he's been going off on the commentary. They go after the steal. They get it low outside. Oh. Three-point shot. Goes in. Goes in. Goes in. Three-point three seconds to play. Oh, it gets better every time. Oh, mate, my poor ears. Yep. Never worry. Another Auckland-based team who can take note of what the Tuataras are doing and take something out of their playbook by building a really good roster of local talent of the Warriors. We caught up with my good mate. He's in my top 25, Clinton Tupi, who revealed to us this week that he's concerned about the pathways at the club. I, I don't know this for sure, but it just seems like the recruitment officers were brought in the past and you know, it seemed to be Australian-based. And I don't know if they earned their right to be there. I just think that there's not even a pathway for our own people to roll into those particular positions within the organisation. You wouldn't go any worse than putting Clinton Tupi in that position. He's uh, very passionate being one of those kids that come from Mount Wellington. Now, this actually didn't make it to air in full. This was yesterday. Um, go to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast at, at the podcast channels at Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you get them, Apple, or go into the SENZ app, preferably, and you can hear that whole chat with Clinton. Very wise. Hey, but time for our tipple of the week. It's a no-brainer. Tuesday, the Commonwealth Games came to an end, and... Dual gold medalist, our flag bearer, the most unbelievably turbulent emotional roller coaster for Joelle King. We love our squash players here, and she was so good to join our show. And just the pure honesty and reflection, an interview that I haven't had the sorts of before. I was absolutely devastated for two days. You know, anytime I saw a sad post or Someone just said something to me, I cried, and I was really disappointed in myself. But that's, that's the village around me that all got behind me. Not just the squashies, my family, the wider New Zealand team, you know, just seeing other athletes, and they were just wishing me to, to get back up and, and go again, you know. And I just I lo- sort of sat in my room, and I was like, I don't want to be defined by this one, you know, the singles. Yeah, I lost, but I gave it everything I had. So let's go back and, and prove myself in the doubles. 
Kimpy, you don't you don't get that sort of honesty from athletes too often. Toast of the week, the champagne's flowing, and so it should be for Joel King. Yeah, look, and I think a lot of our listeners really appreciated that uh, vulnerability as well that she shared with us earlier on in the week. I certainly did. It reminded me of, you know, the comment she made about, you know, my dad just saying, pick yourself up and, and get going again. And, and even at the top of your game, it's really important to rely on those closest to you, such as your, your, your closest members of your whanau. So no scientist, no coach, just parents' comments that... Uh, it eventually got her two goals. Aroha. Nine away from nine this morning. Smithy's not far away. We'll catch up with him. We'll ask Smithy what song he would be playing to the All Blacks before they go out there to Alice Park into the cauldron. Is it the last dance? Well, we will see. Time shall tell. I can't wait. 3am Sunday morning. The changes have been rolled. What happens next? Smithy to sleep on it up after this. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.